You're listening to the Crypto Markets Wiki podcast, brought to you by John Lothian News. Welcome to the Crypto Markets Wiki podcast. I'm Matt Rabel, and I'm joined here with Tom Thompson. Tom Thompson of JLN. So welcome to the, yeah, welcome back to the Crypto Markets Wiki podcast. It's been a while since Tom and I recorded an episode in the studio. Tom, how are you today? I'm good. I'm enjoying the beautiful weather we're having, and I'm ignoring the market conditions under which we are having this wonderful weather. Yeah, Bitcoin ha- Bit- Bitcoin is crashing. Bitcoin's crashing real hard. I believe last time I checked, it was down 26%. Yeah, I yeah. think the reason why I, it finally occurred to me, the reason why it has fallen, mm. and that is because in May, we're going to have the happening. Yeah. And because a lot of people think the price will double mm-hmm. when there's a happening, the price has to go like really way low now to get ready so that it can happen and go up to about 10000 the law of equivalent exchange for Bitcoin. The law of, yes, the law of Bitcoin logic. So now we will see the happening being priced in finally. Finally. I hope you know I'm not serious about any of that. Oh, yeah, of course, okay. of course. It is worth pointing out as well that pretty much everything is tanking today. Uh, we are recording this on Thursday, March 12th. The Dow is down. The S&P is down. Gold is down. Gold, of all things, is down. Everything is is crashing and crashing hard, and that obviously has us concerned. Unfortunately, well, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm concerned. <laughs> I'm interested, but I'm not concerned. Sure, sure. Well, I well, I'm concerned. You can be concerned. I'm concerned. Yes. But, you know, I think I read I read an article the other day that said Bitcoin's been declared dead something like three hundred times or so, and it's still kicking. So we'll 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 have to see. I mean, well, it, I mean, it is still kicking. I'm sure that every ten minutes a new block is built. Yep. I haven't heard any problems with that, mm-hmm. and it's really just other people's valuation of how important that may or may not be. The price of Bitcoin is not at all tied into its performance, not yeah. directly tied into its performance. So maybe it doesn't matter at all. Yeah, maybe it doesn't so, matter at all. Yeah. yeah. I mean, in addition to Bitcoin, you know, the stock market has crashed before. It, it wasn't good for anyone, but it recovered eventually. So yeah, we'll see. I mean, this is, this is quite the time to be alive. Obviously, the coronavirus is ravaging everything. It is causing economic slowdowns. It's causing all kinds of problems. So Mostly it's ravaging our mindsets. It's mostly ravaging, yes. But then again, I ride a bike, so I'm not touching public transportation yeah. doohickeys and things like that. So. I cannot say the same, unfortunately. Yeah. So it's only a matter of time for me. Before you start riding a bike. Before I start riding a bike. Yes. Yes, as a matter of fact. Well, you know, the country where bikes are extremely popular. Holland? Yes. Very good. Also India. India, yes. Speaking of, the Supreme Court of India recently overturned a ban on cryptocurrency that the Reserve Bank of India originally passed in April 2018. The Supreme Court ruled it unconstitutional. 
And I think this is a big deal because although India is not necessarily the biggest crypto economy, but it is a huge economy. So what do you think? Now that the ban's overturned, we're going to see an influx in trading in India? Well, that's why the price of Bitcoin has fallen so much, because everybody in India was not able to trade their Bitcoins on exchanges because of this ban. So I think that's why it has fallen 26%. There we go. Were you being serious? Or there could, no, or there could, be, <laughs> there could be other reasons. Yeah. Also, like all these legally driven things, it's not exactly what the headline said. Mm-hmm. So the Supreme Court said that the Reserve Bank of India's ban on exchanges was illegal because trading Bitcoin is not illegal. Mm. But that was read as an invitation for the parliament to outlaw Bitcoin. Right. So it's really a kind of a legalistic thing. It could flip back very quickly. I think the Reserve Bank has already already told the Supreme Court that it's going to, to appeal its decision. So we'll see what happens. You don't think the crypto derivatives industry is going to become big in India like some people are predicting? No. 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 Yeah. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, now that's now that Bitcoin's cheap, maybe maybe people will be more attracted to it. But maybe. Uh, be willing to break the law more, even more to yeah. trade it. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say it's making something illegal, something like Bitcoin illegal, does not necessarily mean that people are going to stop trading it. Yeah. There were there was a time last year where Indian citizens were getting messages from their banks saying you know, we're going to freeze your account if you do any business with cryptocurrency exchanges. It was going all over Twitter. People were losing their minds over it. But, you know, obviously now, at least for the time being, that's unlikely to become a problem for those people. Yeah. Yeah. But temporarily. Temporarily. A ban will come back, I think. Yeah, yeah. The government of India has not been a fan of cryptocurrency and blockchain technology in general. Well, I should say that they've been skeptical of it for a long time. Unlike the uh, government of China, which for a while had a similar attitude, and now obviously they're talking about exploring a national stablecoin for the People's Bank of China. Yes, they like blockchain. Yes. But they've also reminded Binance and a bunch of other people not to do business as crypto Bitcoin and other cryptocurrency businesses in China. Yeah. So they've warmed up to their own idea, but not... Their own idea of Bitcoin. Yeah. yeah. Right. Crypto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And some people say that's a good idea. That's a good thing because it'll it'll encourage adoption. And other people say, well, no, this is just another tool that the government of China has to kind of lay down an authoritarian fist on their people. Yeah, I don't see it as... Helping adoption. And, no. You know, I mean, if you're mandated to use the government's cryptocurrency, then you will use the government's cryptocurrency, yeah. but it doesn't make you friendlier to other cryptocurrencies. No. Well, I mean, do you think uh, there's something to be said for the expansion of the use of stable coins, which are not necessarily cryptocurrencies? Because cryptocurrencies are a whole different thing. Yeah. No, it's, I mean, stable coins are fine. I mean, they've, they've if, especially as they run in the background for things. Mm-hmm. So there seem to be very little, very few 
problems with them, except for Tether, right. whose problems are obvious. And so, numerous. Yeah, numerous and obvious, so we don't really need to go in. But you do a U.S., uh, the circle one, whether it's that USDC, USDC, or PAX, the U.S. dollar one from Paxos. Maybe even the Gemini one, but tend not to trust the whales, the twin whale issuers. So Ah, I see. Yeah. So you, you distrust the whales. Yes. You're like the Ahab of <laughs> crypto people. Crypto, yeah, crypto observers. Crypto observers. Right. Yeah. The idea of a, a one, more, one more thought I wanted to get out there before we move on. It just, it really surprises me that a lot of people are, are looking at the, well, some people are looking at the Chinese bank stablecoin as a sign that adoption is happening because it seems to me like that the idea of a stablecoin that is tied to the national currency of China and also is in direct control of the Chinese government is literally the antithesis of Bitcoin. Yes. So, uh, yeah. Couldn't philosophically, conceptually get any further away from Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah, because Bitcoin, the whole point of it was creating a financial system outside of the control of government, being able to have a way to exchange value in a way that didn't go through the traditional channels, and that is not what you will get with the Chinese stablecoin. Or the American one. Or the American one, which people are advocating for, too. Yeah. Well, speaking of people with power kind of exerting control over a decentralized network, some stuff happening in the world of Tron, TRX, that is. Tron recently acquired Steemit, which is a decentralized network with its own coin, the Steam coin, S-T-E-E-M. Recently, they acquired a, a controlling, well, to make a long story short, Tron sort of exerted control over the Steam network, which is supposed to be a more or less decentralized, democratically controlled network. And the way they did this was they sort of enlisted the power, the voting power of exchanges such as Binance that had large amounts of Steam tokens. Now, Steam in the Steemit network, the more Steam tokens you have, the more voting power you have. And essentially what, to, uh, what Tron did was they got those exchanges to use the Steam tokens that they had, including some tokens that were owned by customers, in order to sort of forcibly pushed through a fork that that took control away from the Steam community. Now, it's worth pointing out that this was in response to another fork, another system upgrade that the Steam community had put into place, had voted into place, specifically because with the acquisition of Steam by Tron, they were concerned that Tron had too much power. And Tron responded ostensibly by overpowering the network. And this is uh, this has caused quite the hubbub in the crypto world. It has led to CZ of Binance tweeting repeated apologies and vows that he and Binance had no concern, had no interest in controlling the Steam network, had unvoted, had withdrawn their support from everything that Tron was doing. It has also led to quite a few key members of Steam's development team resigning. So this is... This but, is... to be fair, how was Steam really developing? It really hadn't grown at all in the past, I don't know, five years, four years? Mm. Probably since the day I signed up. <laughs> uh, so it, 
I mean, it's a lot of hooey about nothing, I think. There are people who are very active in STEAM and and all, but I don't think it's a great loss. It's a great lesson that, A, you're a fool if you trust Justin soon. <laughs> um, two, it's a lesson that you really shouldn't trust anybody in this world. I mean, it, it's all about everybody's supposed to be acting in their own self-interest, and there are all of these mechanisms to working in your self-interest is supposed to help the whole community and your... But turns out sometimes that doesn't... Does it ever really work all that well? I mean, as you know, I'm a a Bitcoin maximalist, so it seems Mm. to still work very well over there. But everywhere else, it seems like there are hidden levers and uh, things, pulleys for people to pull on. And uh, I think it's just a good reminder that can't trust anybody. Yeah, it's especially extremely rich and ambitious people, let's say. Yeah, or let's just say ambitious people. Yeah, okay. Because we really don't know how much Mr. Sun has. may have quite a huge amount, or it might not be there. But don't don't you know that he's Jack Ma's protege because he said so? So that must be true? Yes. Well, and a dinner guest of... Of Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett. Eventually. I think it's a good lesson to just... uh, you know, look yeah. under these things. I mean, I feel bad for people who devoted a lot of time and energy into Steemit, but it had flatlined. I mean, it, it really had become less and less relevant. Treading water. Yeah. yeah. Um, didn't really work. It had worked pretty well. Yeah. And then it just stopped growing and it needed to, to right. keep moving. So right. it was vulnerable. I think it's also, this is also a good example of why just because you can do something doesn't mean you should do something. Just because somebody shouldn't do something, if they can, doesn't mean that they won't. Yeah. And I also think it's a, it's a good reminder that like I earned a bunch of steam over the years, and really I didn't deserve to own it, earn any of it. Um, and so if it goes back to nothing, well, yeah. You're saying the, the token distribution system might be a little... Yeah. Eh. It's a game. Yeah. Yeah. It's a game. So. Yeah. Upvoting and having your things upvoted and all. Well, I'll be interested to see how that pans out. I'm willing to bet that since Soon has already doubled down on his backing his own actions, he is probably going to stick to his guns. We'll see what happens to the Steam community. CZ seems to think that this whole thing is going to undermine the value and the integrity of Steam itself. Maybe that'll lead to some negative developments further down the line. Maybe it won't. Who knows? Yeah. This is still a developing story, but it's one that I'm going to keep an eye on. Yeah. And I will predict that even though it doesn't look that way today, Bitcoin will never be as cheap as Steam. Hmm. Yeah, probably. Okay. Well, last thing before we wrap up, just a quick update on Libra. They have a new member, and it's Tagomi. Is that how you pronounce it? I have no idea. <laughs> I don't think anyone does. Yes. Well, yes. And it, it, it'll be interesting to see what happens. So Tagomi. Before they joined Libra, the Libra Association, they kind of tried to start an OTC brokerage price war. So it may or may not be significant that they've joined Libra because mm-hmm. maybe they're maybe going they need to become support. Yeah, or maybe they're going to become insignificant themselves. You know, when when you start a price war, you know, I mean, I don't know that they've won it. So right. since they started the war, did they win it? You know, that, that's a big question. And right. if, if they're winners, then it's great for Libra. If they're not winners, well, it's a who, who cares. 
<laughs> well, uh, yeah, uh, yet another developing story. Obviously, Libra has not launched yet, and they have said, you know, still, they're not going to until all their regulatory stuff gets ironed out. They're now talking about, instead of a basket of currencies, just sticking to the U.S. dollar, at least for at least for the United States, but possibly globally. I mean, it wouldn't be... It's the de facto currency of the world economy. Yeah. So not a bad, not a terrible idea. It'll, yeah, it'll speed adoption. True. And they can splinter off in, later into other currencies. It's yeah. easy to convert things to dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's uh, going to do it. Tom, do you have any closing uh, remarks? No, let's just watch what happens. Uh, hopefully we'll all survive the uh, coronavirus. Mm-hmm. And the crashes in all the markets that we watch. Yeah, we'll, we'll, all, we'll all have a great time watching the markets as we sit quarantined in our apartments and, and houses, respectively, watching the world fall apart around us. But who knows? We've been through, we've been through worse. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for having me today. Thank you for joining me. And uh, thank all of you guys for listening. If you, uh, you can check us out on Spotify and Apple Music if you haven't already, as well as johnlothiannews.com. Actually, you should just check that place out in general. We've got all kinds of exciting stuff. It gets updated every day. We have pages of the day for, all of our, for both of our wikis. We have articles. We have podcasts. We have videos. I myself just recorded a new episode of The Spread today, so keep an eye out for that. Tom, you caught anything coming down the pike? I'm hoping to do a little bit of Libra video instruction. So ah. uh, now that I'll be stuck at home for a while, <laughs> I'll be working on that. Fabulous. Yeah. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Crypto Markets Wiki Podcast. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. For more news, videos, and podcasts like this, head over to johnlothiannews.com.